Welcome to Space Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Gielan. And I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 85th official episode. Let's talk about the MVP race, because this is an extremely weird year for the Most Valuable Player Award. Mm-hmm. I feel like in most years, we have one to two front runners, and then there's everyone else. For me this year, I feel like it changes every week. Yeah, and, and I think there's also been... I think we've kind of had like a few leaders, but everyone else behind them has kind of been like circulating. And and if you even just look at the NBA's official ladder, which is kind of what we're going to be going through right now, it's changing so much from week to week. And, and Nikola Jokic, who I guess we'll, we'll start with, he's been hanging on to the top spot actually for a few weeks now, basically since Joel Embiid went down with some injuries. ES- but, ESPN had a straw poll, and, yeah. and I think it was conducted yesterday, and it said that Nikola Jokic got 90 of the 101 first place votes, which I found a little startling. Sure. Because, I, I don't know, like usually in an MVP year, we see something that, or at least lately, we've seen something that has never been done, or the guy is by far on the best team in the NBA. And the Nuggets are great. They're they're 35 and 20, but, you know, I still don't really see them as a contender, where at least in the past years, like you could say, like Giannis and the Bucks. People thought they were a contender, or they were at least the, like the best team in their conference. The Nuggets are at fourth place right now. You you make a fair point, which is that like usually if you're gonna pick a guy to win MVP who's not either the first or second seed in his respective conference, he has to be doing like something historic, record breaking, like totally noteworthy statistically. And you know, Russell Westbrook averaged triple double like a few years ago, and he actually he's averaged triple double this year, and he's not remotely near the NBA uh, the MVP conversation. And so Nikola Jokic isn't even averaging a triple-double, but we're all going crazy about that. But there's something about the way that Nikola Jokic plays in, in like, as a center doing this, averaging nine assists per game almost, 8.8 right now, um, 26, almost 11, and almost nine on 50, 40, and 85, right? Efficiency, ridiculous. Shooting, ridiculous. The scoring. This is... Yeah. I picked Nikola Jokic to win MVP last year. I was one year early, but it was basically because I thought he was going to make the scoring jump that he's made this year. And then before this year, I didn't pick him because I did. I was like, well, he did make the scoring jump last year, True. and he did this year. And so I think there's a mix of like, well, we're seeing other guys who have put in together a case and are missing games, or other guys who have like been there past years, aren't having a career year, maybe their team's not that good. Nikola Jokic has made a jump. He's doing things that no other center in NBA history has, kind like or in modern history, right? Like Wilt led the league in assists one year, but let's not count that because he's Wilt. But like, it might not be like historic just in general, but I think for a center and relative to what he did last season, Nikola just made this jump and he's got the narrative going. And I actually like him. I mean, I'm biased. I'm I'm a huge Jokic fan, but yeah. I think I think if it, if the season ends today, he deserves it. You possess Nikola Jokic socks. Absolutely. And you're I, not and wearing them right now. I'm not. That, that was a mistake. <laughs> I have a shirt. I have, like, I have lots of Nikola Jokic gear that I'm not wearing. Wow. Um, the ringer, Kevin O'Connor, um, it, he, he, I think he referred to him as the last man standing, basically, in his race. And we'll get to everybody else, but as everybody else sort of talks about, like, these, their cases have been sort of like a revolving door, I guess, of like who's at the top of, yeah. and, and, and who's got the narrative and who's got the fan fans backing them, basically. Nikola Jokic is the one guy who's been there from the start of the season till now. What I'm really scared about as someone who's rooting for Nikola Jokic to win MVP is that they're already the fourth seed and Jamal Murray just went down yesterday or the day before with a season-ending injury, season-ending ACL tear. That was so tough to watch, man. Of course, like, 
that has a lot of implications and it's terrible just not not just like for Nikola Jokic's MVP candidacy but like you know this was a team that went to the Western Conference Finals last year that we would like to see back there but I mean for the purposes of this conversation you have to mention that because for a team that's already the four seed you would hope that they would win more games if Nikola Jokic is really going to win the MVP now he's going to have to like really carry the yeah. team if he because at the very least Jokic has to keep this team as the four seed to win MVP. I think. I think if you fall to five, you fall to six. That's and, probably and, it. And, and by the way, if if he wins it as the fourth seed, that is the second lowest yeah. seeding for MVP candidate ever. Like oh, beh- uh, oh, behind only Russell. Uh, yes. Yeah. Only Russell Westbrook has has had a worse yep. team season and won MVP. Every other MVP in NBA history has been a top three seed. Yeah. Um, and and like I don't know, like I would have to see a drag job, because that that's what Russell Westbrook did. I would have to see kind of like a drag job. Um, but mm-hmm. at that point, like why not just vote for like Steph Curry or like Damian Lillard or something like that? Sure, sure. Because I would say they they have presumably worse teams. Although I feel like people, including myself, are sleeping on how like the Denver Nuggets are much worse than they were last year. Yeah. In terms of just a complete roster. And we'll get to that, I think, in part two, because we're going to do some contenders versus pretenders kind of after that. But, yeah. but like, this team is not the same as it was last year, right? And that and that is really going to hurt their win totals and therefore Nikola Jokic's candidacy, even though his stats have been yeah. so much better this year. I'm looking at the standings. So you have Utah by far and one. You have mm-hmm. Phoenix. and you have, Close second. Yeah, and, and, and you have the Clippers, who are tied Close for a third, second as yeah. well. So, th- honestly, those three teams, given Jamal Murray is injured, for the rest of the year, those three teams are probably going to finish ahead of the oh, Denver yeah. Nuggets and the LA Lakers. They're on a, they're on a downward mm-hmm. drift, but if LeBron and or Anthony Davis come back, like they, they presumably, yep. they're only one game behind the Nuggets right now. Who know Like they, they could rise. Portland's been doing all right. I mean, you know, Yogi just played 55 games. If he's played every game, which I want to say he has, I think it's a 72 game season. So they've got like 17 games to hang on for, right? They could, in theory, do that and keep the four seed, but like that does leave the door open, right? Like, even though Nicole Yogi is like 90 out of 100 and something votes, as you just mentioned, right? Like, it's not over yet. Like, this, this is still a race. And so that brings us to the number two person on, on, on the NBA official ladder as of April, uh, April, I want to say sixth. And so today's the 15th. And so they might even release another one in the next couple of days, but. Um, so they released one nine days ago and Damian Lillard was number two. Yeah. So I think first of all, the, the Blazers were slightly higher in the standings. Sure. We, I think they've lost like three to last four or something like that. Right now they are two game losing streak. So two game losing streak. They are, they're sixth in the West. Um, team ahead of them are the Lakers who they could pass if, if LeBron and Anthony Davis stay injured. But the one th- like and again, Damian Lillard is my is my second favorite player in the NBA. He goes he goes Steph Curry and right behind him is Damian Lillard. If you can tell with my Trey Young shirt on, I have a type. I I have guys who can dribble <laughs> and shoot really far. It's true. Um, but the one thing that uh, holds me back from giving the award to Damian Lillard is because he did he, he had a better season last year than that's what i was about to say that's what i was <laughs> about to say so let, let's go to the comparison this is not his career year no no so last year he averaged 30 this year he averaged less than 29 um he's he's less efficient for his efficient uh his official uh field goal percentage last year is 56 this year it's 54 um he's shooting 
38% from three when last year it was 40. Uh, he's shooting worse from the field. Um, and his assists are also like only the same. I mean, I think I think you have to give Damian Lillard some bonus points because CJ's missed time, Nurkic's oh, missed exactly, time. Like, they've exactly. had a lot of injuries. That's true. That's and totally they're still true. the sixth seed. And who knows, that could go up because we just mentioned the Lakers are without LeBron and Anthony Davis. The Nuggets are without Jamal Murray. So both those teams, are they're the two ahead of them. Could the, the, the Trailblazers could, in theory, catch up. Yeah, CJ's missed 23 games. But I, I think as it stands, Damon Lillard, uh, compared to last season, is having a down year. Jokic has, ha- is made, has made a jump, right? The, the Nuggets are better than the Trailblazers. So I don't totally see the argument for, for Damon Lillard being the second second on the MVP ladder. I think he deserves to be in the conversation, as always. But to put him over Joel Embiid, who we're about to get to... I personally think is is a little crazy, and maybe that's that's nine nine days ago versus today. But Joel Embiid, the the NBA dropped him down to I think seventh on the NBA on the MVP ladder while at one point while he was out, and he's back up to third. Which, by the way, like shows how drastic they've been. Like <laughs> as soon as somebody goes out, they just tank on the on the on the like award ladders. Like Lamella Ball's missed I don't know like ten games, and he's dropped from first to sixth. On the rookie of the year ladder, he's been sitting at six for like two weeks. Presumably, he's out for the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they just they just like drop. It's not like they like gradually like put, like no. They just they just like send you to the bottom. So LeBron right now is sitting at eighth, right? Like like, like LeBron was like it was it was LeBron in in and uh, Joel Embiid's race for the first you know month of the season, um, and now he's sitting at eighth. Joel Embiid sitting at third. I think Joel Embiid has the best case for MVP like. If he had played a full season so far, right? He's played 37 games, whereas yeah. there, there's been around like 55 games. He's missed. He's less. missed 18 games. I, I I looked it up earlier, and like like his stats ridiculous. 30 points, 11 assists, really efficient. You know you got to give him the bonus points for defense over Nikola Jokic. You got to give him the totally. credit for the record. They're the best team in the Eastern Conference, um, and. Then there's also like for as much as we talk trash about like you know I there we hear so much bad talk about about Ben Simmons right and this this is really like I'm going off on a tangent here but people are <laughs> NBA fans are so two faced about Ben Simmons they're like oh you know they're gonna use Joel Ben Simmons as an argument against Joel Embiid for MVP like LeBron stands are gonna be like oh yeah oh you know like Joel Embiid and, and Ben Simmons both played like you know full seasons so they like whatever like LeBron had didn't have anything I don't even know like. That'll hurt Joel Embiid in the MVP race, but then when he loses in the playoffs, it's like, oh, it's all Ben Simmons' fault. You got to trade Ben Simmons, right? I don't know. It, it, I, that's that's a little tangent in itself. But people are just like really like they they contradict themselves talking about Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Honestly, I feel like I have not internalized how good of a season Joel Embiid is yeah. having, like whatsoever. I feel like I feel like the. Maybe He's that's me. So maybe, maybe that's me being a casual and like if the if Bleacher Report and ESPN don't point me towards someone, I don't really focus on them. If you told me like Joel Embiid um, is having is like is playing at an All NBA First Team level, I would be like, okay, yeah, I, I I think so, good. But him being like him putting up the best performance in the NBA, maybe it's because in my thirty nine thirteen and two against the Nets last night. Maybe because maybe because I was like born more into the Warriors generation than into the Shaquille O'Neal generation, but I'm kind of not used to seeing the 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 center 
win it. Like even Giannis is like very dynamic and, and flexible around the court. I said it was, I think it was 39, 12 and two. And then the game before 36, seven and two. And I, I think he might've played two games since he's been back. So he's, he's going back strong. And so the same thing where like, I already think Joel Embiid should be over Damian Lillard in the, in the MVP race. I don't really care that Joel Embiid is on, has missed 18 games because I think that, I just don't think that, that Damian Lillard has remotely the same case that Joel Embiid does, even though he's played a full season, even though he's been carrying with an injured team. And I think that, that Joel Embiid is gaining on Nikola Jokic fast because I think this is Nicole, I think this is Joel Embiid's award had he played a full season. You know? Yeah. And, and that'll continue, like, the 18 games will continue to hurt him for the rest of the season, but if he's if he still puts up 30 and 11 in great defense and the number one seed in, in the Eastern Conference for the rest of the year, that's we've got like a 50-50 yeah. like toss-up race, I think. Yeah, that's a good point. The, the, the one thing that drives me crazy um, is like, yes, Joel Embiid's like very skilled for a big man. He's not just kind of mm-hmm. knocking you over. Like he has post moves. The one thing that infuriates me is... uh. Big men love to jump when Joel Embiid does his <laughs> does his pump fake. You've done it before. <laughs> it's so fr- like there was a clip in, there, uh, against in last night's game. DeAndre Jordan yeah. fully gets off the ground and in in Joel Embiid goes by him and Joel Embiid's then talking. He's like, I like to consider myself like Kevin Durant. Like I can dribble and like I can step back and like like he he literally compared himself to Kevin Durant. He's like, I'm not I'm not just a big like I can I can do all these like, things. It's and, like and to be to be fair, like he has been money on jumpers this year. Yeah. At least in the mid range, he has been lethal. But like DeAndre Jordan, like what do you have, what do you have to gain by jumping a foot off yeah. the ground? You're already a seven Leaving footer. Both just feet, <laughs> both feet off the ground. It wasn't like a it's it's not even it's not even like they like changed their momentum. It's like no like like they leave the ground. Dude, like, what do you have oh. to gain? Just oh. like, like if Joel Embiid shoots the ball, he either makes it or misses it. Yeah. But if if you jump, if you try to over. like, like he, dude, and it was just a wide open dunk. Like, oh my gosh, it, it was very frustrating. Even though I'm not like rooting against Joel Embiid or anything, but it's it's just like a little like, like, like what are you doing? So so in my mind, I'm not sure if you agree, but I got Nikola Jokic as like the firm leader, Joel Embiid as trailing maybe has a chance to catch up Damon Lillard is maybe three if not lower I don't know man I, I like I'm not sold on the Jokic thing yeah okay just because like his team is his team is fourth yeah and and I understand he's the only all-star on the team which you know is not is not actually true for any of the top five teams in the west yeah uh, I think Rudy was an all-star this year um but I don't, I don't know you know I, I think like yes he's impacting the game in every way but I feel like just there's a clear number one team in the conference, and he's putting up like crazy dominant numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, uh, and yeah. that goes back to the last man standing thing. I think in in a normal year, um, maybe maybe Jokic doesn't get this award, but it's a crazy year, and that's why we're talking about this yeah. race right now. And and that brings us to good timing, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's fourth on the NBA's official ladder as of nine days ago. Giannis, it's like if this was Giannis, if Giannis didn't win the last two MVPs, he would be, you know, maybe at the top of the at the top of the list right now. Truthfully, um, it's it's voter fatigue, right? But I mean, the truth is that he also has is has a has a weak has a weaker case than he did the last two years. The Bucks are the third seed as opposed to the first or the second. Um, his numbers are a little bit down, although not that significantly. They have Drew Holiday. They have maybe like a more talented roster than in past years. So given Giannis does actually have 
like statistically a, a, a little bit of a weaker case. But if we're talking about the, like the last man standing thing, like if Giannis wasn't coming off two MVPs, maybe Jokic isn't the num- number one spot. But yeah, it, it just voter fatigue. I understand why it's there, and I have the same thing. But it, it's such a hurdle that you yeah. have to climb. That's like it, it's only been done what like. Twice. I know Larry Bird did it. Did Jordan do it? I think Jordan did it too. So, yeah. so Bird and Jordan did it, and and that's it. Um, yeah. So uh, the truth is that like no matter what he did this year, Giannis probably wasn't going to win it, and, and he hasn't gone above and beyond. He hasn't made a, a leap, right? Which is the thing that I think is is helping Jokic so much. And I guess that brings us to James Harden, who's another fascinating case because he was traded halfway through the season and is fifth in in the, in the MVP ladder. This would I, I would have to guess would be the first time in NBA history that somebody was traded in one MVP in the same season. Yeah, I would it's, think so. I don't think it's gonna happen, but it, it would be crazy. Um he's here because he is leading the league in assists and he's James Harden is always an MVP conversation. Um with KD only playing twenty two games so far this year, the Nets are still the second seed in the Eastern Conference. Um and, and by the way, Kyrie has taken a lot of personal days and like like they've all been sort of like in and out, but there's been a lot of games where it's been just one of the three stars. I think True. still they've only played seven games so far together. For me, it just it, it feels like there there's a there's an organ in my body that is reacting poorly to the idea yeah. of a player who's not the best player on his team winning the MVP. I agree. Frankly. Um Although, like, you know, he has been phenomenal. There have been a lot of times where KD's out and Kyrie's out. And this is, like, way back, like, when the Nets didn't even have Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it, it was Harden and, like, you know, a bench. <laughs> yeah. It, it was Harden and a yeah. bench, and they and they were winning games. Yeah. Um, which is very impressive. But... You know, and, and, I think, uh, and I think he had a surge there for a moment for the, for the reasons you were talking about. Like, there was a stretch of games where it was no Kyrie, where it was no KD. And actually, right now, it's... Yes, Kyrie, no KD, and no James Harden. And so I think James Harden like made a surge for the MVP case, sliding back, and now Kyrie is making a surge. But we keep talking about like the last man standing with Nikola Jokic. People are in and out and in and out and like catching up and they fall behind. Like James Harden had a moment, and I think now he's slidden back down. I think at one point he was, I want to say like third in this ladder because I think that Joe he was over Joel Embiid and James Harden at one point. Um, I don't think he was over Damian Lillard, but but who knows? But so he's taken a couple steps back. But James Harden still is hanging in there. That brings us to Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, who are tied for the sixth spot. For me, like I don't, I I don't think Kyrie should be this high. I'm looking at the guys below him. The yeah, guy, the two guys after him are Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James, who are sure. like arguably the two best players in the league, and Kyrie's like sure. arguably not top ten, um, the, even the, though he's great. The the statistics for Kyrie Irving though you have to admit, are pretty awesome. Like, he's averaging 28 on, like, this close to 50, 40, 90. I think he's, like, he's missing the three-point percentage by, like, 0.02. Like, you know, like, like he's he's right there. Um, statistically, he's there. Like, but the thing That's is, like, the, it's the personal days. It's like, he's like, he's like, oh, you know, like, my sister's having a birthday party. So, like, I'll see you in a week. And, like, he didn't, he doesn't say that. He says he's, like, he's out. But it's just, like, he just is missing games left and right. And, and... We'll talk about this with Kawhi Leonard too, but it's there's a little bit of a thing where it's like, there's these guys who we know step up in the playoffs and we consider these playoff performers and these and these like winners, these championship winners, and it almost like devalues the regular season performance. Like Kawhi is also having a ridiculous season and like no one cares because 
because yeah. he's got this history of load management and like stepping up in the playoffs. So it doesn't matter what Kawhi does in the regular season. Nobody's going to pay attention because you know that if the if the if the Clippers make like you know make a run in the playoffs, like here comes Kawhi, he could be Finals MVP on, on his third team. You know what I mean? Hey, hey man, he's played he's played forty five games. Yeah, it's a lot of games, I, and, and that's ten you know that's ten fewer than Jokic, but it's serious. Right? And, and he's averaging twenty six on close fifty four to ninety two. Right? Like, but that's what I'm saying is is I think that Kawhi Leonard like he may never win a regular season MVP despite being a top three player in the NBA for five seasons or whatever because it, we just like don't consider him a regular season player for whatever reason um and i think that kyrie irving is getting a little bit of the same effect because of because of his missed games because so early in his, in his career he hit that game-winning shot in the finals you know yeah. and, 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 like i think once you have that finals moment it's almost like which doing the regular season is not so important because Le, like lebron james exists also like if they're going to give it yeah you know what i mean luka Doncic, uh we we i kind of skipped over him to talk about Kawhi. he was my pick for mvp um the mavericks have come roaring back actually recently they're on uh, they've won seven seven of their last ten um luka has gotten himself out of the shooting slump the the big argument here he hasn't actually made so much of a statistical jump but he has made an efficiency jump whereas last season he shot 31 percent from three for like through a couple games this season, he was shooting like well below 25% from three. He's up to 36% from three. As of a week ago, was shooting like 38% on step back threes. Like, I don't know. Like he's, he's really efficient this year for three from three from his standards. Um, and it's all of a sudden leading to wins. He's, he's broken out of the shooting yeah. slump and the Mavericks are on a run. The Mavs are, the Mavs are seventh in the West, but at, but at 30 and 24, mm-hmm. they would be the fourth seed in the East. Yeah, um, and that so so he's so he's suffering from that, and he's suffering from a slow start, like a sluggish start to the season, basically. Um, some no, some like you know, Chris Davis missed some games too. Um, he said himself early in the season that he didn't deserve to be in the MV, in the MVP conversation because the Mavericks are below five hundred. He's he's sort of he's like proving that wrong. Yeah, yeah, he's he's turned it around, right, and and, and maybe deserves an, a nod now, but the wins I don't think are ever going to get to where they would need to be just because for the first half of the season they weren't really there but i think they're they're peaking up they're, they're peaking and they're building momentum up at the right time yeah. watch out in the playoffs because you know as as a sneaky like six seed seven seed you know like like they that could be a real series against the second third seed in in the western conference um so i'm looking forward to seeing what the mavericks will do in the playoffs. Yeah, so next up we have LeBron. Yeah. Honestly, LeBron, I, I think people wanted to give it to LeBron this year. Because he inclu- didn't get it last Including year. myself. Yeah. Because I know one of our uh, LeBron hater friends, Nick Marzan, he said, like, I am baffled that, this was earlier in the year, it's like, I am baffled that LeBron is in the top three for MVP voting. Mm. Like, he's, he's having the worst season he's had in five years statistically. And... We were both collectively just like, yeah, but like he's, you know, they're the one seed. He's doing it's, good. He's the best player. If, if if he like like there was a moment, yeah, where the Lakers are the best team in the West. Uh, he's won four MVPs in his career when he arguably could have like eight. Like you know, he could have twice that many. He didn't win it last year, and by the way, absolutely should not have. But was second in a race, and there are so many people who wanted him to win it because he's LeBron James. He's got that cult following. Like, 
People wanted to just will the award into LeBron's hands. By the way, missed games or, or put it, him out of if it. If you though. put that LeBron into this season with the same circumstances and that same Lakers team, he wins MVP. As in last year's LeBron? Yes. Yeah, Last of year's Lakers yeah. put into this year, yeah. LeBron has his fifth MVP. Yeah, because he led the league in assists last year. Yeah. But he, like, he's not doing that this year statistically. And also he's missed uh, 14 out of 55 games already and is probably halfway through the like comeback, whatever, like like rehab that, he, that it's going to take. Um, and Anthony Davis is out too. So by the time that like that LeBron got back, they would they will have slid past the fifth seed, right? They're yeah. the fifth seed right now. They'll be even lower, and it'll be it'll be too late. So I think LeBron's MVP hopes are are over. Um, yeah, I because agree. because you I don't think he'll be able to sucks, rebound. But you know. Because I was even I didn't pick him, yeah. but I was rooting for him to win it for, for him to win it this year. And lastly, at nine and ten, uh, the NBA MVP ladder has Devin Booker and Chris Paul, which I found super interesting because yeah. I, I wouldn't have picked either of these guys necessarily, but they are the second seed in the West in a, in a very talented Western Conference. But I also I don't really see like a like an alpha and a beta on this team. Like they're they're nine and ten, I guess, for a reason because they're kind of like tied for the two best players on the Suns that are, you know, having a great season. They're, they're, they're both all-stars. I'm pretty sure they were also both fringe all-stars though. Like, are you telling me Devin Booker is ninth in MVP voting? Presumably he had the ninth best season, but he also only got into the all-star game because someone else got injured. Like that, like that seems a little off-putting to me. Um, Mm. So for that reason, I'm kind of inclined to say that Chris Paul should be the MVP of this season of, of this uh, of, out of the of, two yeah, yeah. Out of the two even though Devin Booker is probably the better NBA player I think Chris Paul has just contributed because you would vote for one of these two because of their t- team success yeah and I feel like the person responsible for that team success more is Chris Paul and you can see that's reflected um obviously in the internal improvement of Mikhail Bridges um Cam Johnson and DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker himself but also you know they brought in a guy who wasn't here last year and they went from the second worst team in the league to the second best team in the league. It's like if you could combine the two of them, you would have the perfect MVP candidate, but they both bring like slightly different things. Cause Chris Paul has all of the off the like stat sheet impact. He's the leader. He's the one who took this team from barely making the playoffs to being the second seed in the, in the, uh, in the Western conference, second best team in the NBA. Um, like he's the real he's the real difference maker in in like impact player that changed them into this like real like regular season winner basically this season. Which, by the way, that trade just looks great looking back on it. Mm. I remember we made an episode on it about it and we were like we're not going to say it's a bad trade, but you know, it was a risky yeah. move. It, like they're definitely picking a direction. Now there's this the third best yeah. in the NBA. No, like, and, and, good and for we them. didn't expect that. I think yeah. I think we probably would have them like around the 5th seed or something like that. Yeah. Um so uh, I, I so Chris Paul brings that, and he doesn't have the stats. Whereas Devin Booker maybe has the scoring, but he he was here on the team that sucked last year, and and now all of a sudden they're good. And so it's clearly not like Devin Booker making the difference in the winning, right? And so, but if you combine the two, then that's the perfect MVP candidate. But the the other question I wanted to ask is why is Devin Booker on here and Donovan Mitchell's not? Dude, that's a phenomenal point. The Jazz, I was talking. The Jazz are a little bit better, the, 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 and they're putting up the same stats. The Jazz are putting up like they, their winning percentage is all, is on like a 
trying to think like uh, like the not like the 73 nine warriors but the like the rockets like that the that one year when they were the one seed the spurs when they won 67 games like in a in a normal 72 game year the utah jazz are on play are on pace for definitely over 60 wins which is beyond impressive and yeah. i don't think do you remember like a year ago less than a year ago in the offseason when uh I guess when the the Jazz and Rudy Gobert um, got the virus, and and everything got shut down, like the NBA was like, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are not on speaking terms. Yeah, the Utah Jazz yeah, are, are set to trade one of them. And fast forward a year, and they're the number one seed without making pretty much any structural improvements. Yeah, is Jordan? I think they they. They traded for Mike Conley last year, who like wasn't good last year. Yep. He just got better. Don Mitchell is doing his thing. Rudy Gobert is doing his thing. Joe or Joe Ingles arguably got worse. Bojan definitely got worse, and they're just better, just overall. Just because you know Quinn Schneider's system is insane. Like he he he's gonna be coach of the year. And frankly, I don't think it's yeah, coach. he should be. I don't yeah. think it's close unless you go Doc uh, Rivers for the 76ers. Monty Williams for the Suns. Yeah, is is you know th- th- those are the top three. Because Monty Williams is first year, right? This is Monty Williams' first year coach, coaching the Suns, right? I, th- uh, I want to no, say no, 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 no. He coached it last year as well. Okay, I believe. Maybe he got fired half. No, 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 yeah, no. Last last year was his first season. Okay, so this but, is his second season. But yeah, you would expect that it would be Doc Rivers, Monty Williams, or Quinn Snyder. But yeah, I mean, overall, like we're doing this now. By the end of the season, this <laughs> ladder is going to look completely different. Also. Um, but I think it's going to come down to a two-man race between Nicole Jokic and Joel Embiid. I-, I-, I think. I am upset that a certain uh, 11 three-pointer dropping, 42-point scoring point-, point guard is not on this list. Um even, I mean, though also a, uh, even though he's also a, even though he's also a ninth in the conferencing <laughs> point guard, wow. but How he's many... also he's dude he's drag like he's dragging the Warriors. Well, his his last eight <laughs> games he's averaging like thirty nine. <laughs> he's averaging thirty nine in the last eight games with he's averaging fifty fifty ninety, like fifty percent from the field, fifty percent from three, and 90% over from, over the last eight over the last eight on games. the season it's forty nine forty two ninety two. I mean bad <laughs> in in forty seven games which will end up being more than LeBron played, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, dude, honestly, like... He's got to, he's got to, like... Also, you know, by, by the way, when the Warriors are... When the, when if, Steph, if, when they, s- if they read me this ladder today, Steph Curry would be in the top 10. Yes. I think. Yes. But also, like, Steph Curry cannot do anything more than what he's doing right now. Like, he's... Factual. Like, if you put unanimous MVP Steph Curry's ability onto this Warriors team, I don't really think their record changes. You know, yeah. and, and that and that's like and, and that's like maybe the best MVP season of all time. And like he's he's not in the top ten this year. He's not, he's not you know um which yeah, is infuriating. I mean, given he hasn't played every game, but yes, 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 yes. But also when the Warriors are when when he I think he he's missed eight games, they are one in seven in those games. Mm. Um, so, mm. you know, that like demolishes a record. Usually, if, usually if your best player's out, you go like three and five yeah. or something like that. If you're a playoff team, one and seven, like that's, that's pretty crazy. Let's move into contenders versus pretenders. And we've, we've spent some time talking about the jazz versus the Suns, but those are the first two teams that I want to hit. Of course, two best records in the NBA, as well as the Western conference. 
are they legit? Like, like is is this a team? Are these the teams that we're gonna be seeing in the Western Conference Finals? One or both? Honestly, man, like, I can't. Like, I'm usually inclined to say, yeah. and like, it, honestly, I, I like, you know, last year I actually ended up sort of being wrong about the Nuggets because they beat they beat the Clippers and mm-hmm. got to the Western Conference Finals. But I'm usually very skeptical about the the one seed or two seed that does not have a top ten player in the NBA because that's kind of what you need to win in the playoffs. And that's kind of going to be the trend that I have for all for all the contender pretenders. I'm I'm convinced, man. I I think yeah? I think that they have shot makers. Right? Okay. I don't I don't I don't think either will beat a healthy Lakers team. I think either could beat a healthy Clippers team. I do. What I, I, I think, what I heard this. I is think they the... I think I'm picking both of them over a series with the Nuggets. Okay. No Nuggets. Nuggets under Jamal Murray. That's yeah. that's very respectable. One of the most interesting like points that i've heard in a while is like okay so there's there's pretty clearly right now i would say like a top five teams in the western conference the jazz suns clippers nuggets the lakers right it's it's the two teams with the best record and then we know the the lakers were champion last year the nuggets were in the western conference finals the clippers are the, clippers. Uh, are the you know are, are stacked one of those teams is losing in the first round dude that's insane <laughs> Cause, cause there, there, there are eight oh teams in the gosh. first round. Four make it out of them. That's five teams. That's bizarre. That's become a little less crazy now that Jamal Murray's out, right? But, but one of those teams isn't making it out of the first round. I, I think it's gonna be the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. So, that's crazy. Th- yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> um, and, and so what's really scary is like, like, we could talk about contenders versus pretenders, like, like, wh- like who's gonna come out of the West. It's hard as hell to call because. Whatever ends up happening, whoever gets out of the playing game, like all eight of those teams are like gonna be legit. You're not gonna have. I don't know who's the who's the AC. The AC in the East is the Hornets right now. Um, Honestly, I might do a whole episode on like the polarization of the NBA, dude. But it's you, crazy. You have you have a bunch of teams up here. Like the quality of the top five teams in each conference mm. are ridiculous, and the quality of the bottom five teams in each conference are awful. And so that's why you get all these stacked teams that you're like like shit like i don't know who's i don't know who's going home round one here yeah or even round two by the way like teams with two three all-stars are gonna be sent home which is wild so so i guess the question is like which of these two teams is more sustainable or realistic in the playoffs like because i i'm i'm pretty confident in saying that both of them like they're not both gonna meet in the western conference finals i don't like and like like, that's chances would say that but also like I, I think the West is crazy enough, and I think that these teams are question marky enough that like I, I'm that I'm confident <laughs> saying they're they're not going to meet in the Western Conference Finals. I so I want to say like the Jazz have been great, but what I'm a little scared about is if you're really saying that like Donovan Mitchell is your dominant scorer in a series where you have to play against Luca, where you have to play against uh, Nikola Jokic, where you have to play against Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, or LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Donovan Mitchell's damn good, right? Like, like he, he's a twenty-six point per game scorer, and, and and we've shown when we've seen like like in their seven-game series against the against the Nuggets last year, he had more than one fifty-point game. I don't think he's quite like. I, I don't I don't know if he's the takeover scorer that is going to take you multiple rounds in the playoffs. And also, by the way, like. They they didn't they didn't win that series. Yeah. Also, and but that's because Jamal 
uh, Murray won nuclear. When, when it comes down to it, I, I, I think it's going to take a top 10 player in the NBA to make it past the second round of the playoffs. I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of how these, and, these things work. And the Jazz don't have that. Yeah, but and neither do the Suns. And neither do the Suns. But, but he, so he, here I'm giving the cons for both sides. Yeah. So the cons for the Utah Jazz is what you just said. But not only is Donovan Mitchell, like, I, I, I believe that Donovan Mitchell, he can be a one if you have a really good two as well. The Utah mm. Jazz don't really. They, not, the, not you only, have to give credit to Mike Conley for stepping the hell up. But like. But Leon Bogdanovich, been. He's been pretty awful. bad. He's been awful, yeah. Joe Ingles, been fine. And like, and Rudy's your second best player, but he's not your second best scorer. Dude, you can't give Rudy the. Rudy the ball in the post like you can run a pick and roll that's it yeah and so and you so, can't guard the pick and roll either by the and way so let's assume that in the in the second round you have the Jazz Suns Clippers and Lakers the the Utah Jazz arguably have the worst number one score May, maybe maybe Don Mitchell's better than Devin Booker but yeah arguably they have the worst it's number one, one score and they definitely have the worst number two score sure so yeah. for that reason I'm inclined to say and that is, they shouldn't. This is, by the way, like, I don't like having this. This is the most, like, ESPN thing ever. Like, they don't have the takeover, like, killer mentality score. But, like, it's true. Like, that, that, it's what, that it's what it ends up being in the in the playoffs. And Donald Mitchell was that against for games against the Suns. But, no, uh, but by the way, I don't think it's sorry, mentality. The, I, I don't think it's nuggets, mentality. I just think it's sustained shot making exactly, and sustained exactly. space creation. And I don't think that Donovan Mitchell is at that caliber that he showed even for moments in the bubble last but year. But then again, like they're the number one seed for a reason, whereas the Clippers yeah. are not, and the Clippers have been healthy. Yep. Um, because because so like what's, they're so de- what's they're different de- for the, the Jazz though. Their defense the their defense is better than all of these other teams. Yeah. So if if I'm taking the Jazz to go to the finals, it's because of their defense, not because of their offense. Whereas the but but I think the Jazz defense you can when it when it comes to the playoffs. People are gonna pick are gonna pick on Rudy a little bit more than he gets picked on the regular season too. Yeah, that's because true. People, I mean, some some NBA minds that are smarter than me talk a lot about <laughs> Rudy Gobert not actually being very good at pick and roll defense, basically. And I, and I said that briefly just a second ago, but like Ben Simmons talks about that a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and that and he's not that versatile defensively. Like there are times at the end of games where Rudy Gobert is. A little bit unplayable, as great as he is as a shot blocker, as a rim protector, you know, like like his impact as a team defender, fantastic. But you can also expose like he has his incredible strengths and significant weaknesses as a defender. And then so on the other hand, you have Phoenix Suns. The pro is that they have two shot makers. That's 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 why I'm a little more confident in the Suns. I want to say than the Jazz. So you have two shot makers, Chris Paul and Devin Booker. But on the other hand, this Jazz team has been together for like two, three years. Whereas this Suns team, like this is, besides Chris Paul, this is everyone's first playoff appearance. Mm. Like game one is going to be their first playoff game of ever. For Devin Booker, for Mikhail Bridges, for Cam Johnson, for DeAndre Ayton. Four of the five starters sure. are going to be playing in their first playoff game. Yeah. And, sure. and the average age, aside from Chris Paul, is like 23. Mm-hmm. So you know, like in, in a in a second round series, that could also make the difference. And by the way, everything I just said about Rudy Gobert, you can say like like weaknesses defensively. You can say that about DeAndre Ayton, and he doesn't have the strengths. Yeah. Right. And like, and now DeAndre Ayton is more versatile offensively. Um, I I guess I think though, having Chris Paul on your team in the playoffs makes such a difference. Like, Chris Chris Paul, I like. You ever like, go back and watch like Chris Paul playoff highlights? The man's like kind of ridiculous. I'm like I'm, like I'm just envisioning in my head right now like that that clip where he like hits the he hits the shot with like the 
the like messed up eat like Achilles or something like that. Like you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? I want to say that like Chris Paul and, and Devin and Devin Booker can figure it out, put it together at the end of a game. Yeah. And it, more, and I'm more confident in that than than I am with the Jazz. Um, and and so so I understand. So you're leaning pro Suns. Yeah. I don't know. My my gut kind of tells me to go a little bit with the Utah Jazz with the Utah Jazz just because they've had such sustained excellence. Like they and and I feel like a lot of the times like the, the Atlanta Hawks team that was that was in 2015 that was but the by one the way, seed. The Suns have had the same sustained excellence. It's it's 41 and 14 versus 39 and 15. It's like this much different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like like if the sustained excellence is the argument. Like you can say that about both teams. That's why it's so confusing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I think I'm going I think the Jazz is defense. Yeah, no. I, I think I think that's the trump card for me because I think that Jordan Clarkson and mm. like Mike Conley mm. will will be enough to score enough points and then I think the Jazz will defense will take care of the rest, honestly. I, and 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 to follow up quickly, like do we still say that the Lakers and the Nets are clear favorites yeah despite their injuries right yeah. now. yeah yeah definitely like like I'll, I'll bet money that they're in the finals like like if you're picking if you're picking who the two teams in the finals are going to be your bets are the oh, lakers and the like Nets. like unquestionably yeah i would it, say what's crazy is i still think so too even though james harden kevin durant lebron james and anthony davis are all sitting at home <laughs> right now in in you know in street clothes um <laughs> And have been, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, I still, I still think I am picking those two as, as my, as my favorites. And honestly, I don't know. In the back of my mind, though, like, don't sleep on the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, you know, I, I think, I think the Milwaukee Bucks could totally surprise everyone with like their defense. We could, we could do an entire episode about the Bucks and like, can you actually win with Coach Budenholzer? But like yeah. they have, they have actually have something to prove this year, which I, which I'm excited about. Like, I think they're Drew not Hall- walking in as the one seed. I think Drew Holiday will make a difference. Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. I, I'm almost. I want to say I'm more scared of the of the Sixers and the Bucks. Yeah, and and I feel like that's a natural intuition because the Sixers yeah. are the one seed. I disagree. I would rather play the Sixers in round one than the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah, the seven, the seven sixers, you know what, are are kind of that are kind of a boomer bust kind of a kind yeah, of team. Totally. But but the seventy sixers were like this close to making the finals when when Kawhi Leonard hit that like three or four bounce shot, which I think people sometimes forget. Um, that, that was that was round two. That was round two. It was the yeah, Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, and then the Celtics. Yeah. Oh, and then and then then they went on yeah. to beat the Bucks too. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I think that I think the seventy sixers like. While their while their roster isn't totally different, they made some real changes. They got a new coach. They got a new front office. Like I think that, that their organization has like made some legit changes. Um, True. To the point where I'm like, I like I'm falling into the trap of like the 76ers are yeah. going to be different than this year. This yeah. Year or or maybe I'm stuck in the past. Yeah. You know, the past two years they've been six seed and they've lost in round one. Yeah. 
And we, at the beginning of the year, we also expected them to be the sixth seed. Yeah. And they've, yep. they've exceeded that. And I feel like we're normalizing that. Whereas in the back of my head, I'm like, ah, you know, you guys kind of shit the bed in the last two years. <laughs> as it stands right now, though, they're either playing the Heat, the Hornets, the Pacers, or the Bulls in the first round. They're going to, yeah, they're going to get They're going to get out of the first round against one of those teams. I mean, maybe you're still really high in the Heat after last year's run. But, I mean, I'm taking the 76ers over the Heat. Um and then even above that, like the Hawks, I'm not. I don't have any confidence in the Hawks. I have some the, confidence in the Hawks. Really? Like no, not as to a, act, not to win, not to yeah, win a yeah, playoff yeah, yeah. series. But I think they're they're. I think they're a good basketball team. Yeah, sure. The Celtics, weird this year. Weird this year. Very even weird. though they were in the conference finals last year, the Knicks. I have zero. We're Knicks fans. We're Knicks fans. By the way, I I would have te- teams that would have winning a playoff series before the Knicks: 76ers, Nets, Bucks, Celtics, Hawks, Heat. I would even I would have the Hornets winning a playoff what? series. I'd have the Hornets winning a playoff no, series more than New York Knicks. That hurts no, for if, you. If, if Lamelo's healthy, dude. I was watching. I, every time I watch, I would the have Knicks, the Pacers who are the ninth seed. The Knicks can be winning, and I get so frustrated. I have to watch Taj Gibson. Like, if I like, I pull my hair out, bro. When I when I see Taj, like, I'm rooting against Taj Gibson, and he's on my team. Taj, okay, I'm like, get this man off the court. No, and Alfred Why are you Payton. Like this? Oh my god, Alfred Payton, bro. Every time quickly steps foot on the court, he hits two threes, and I'm like going wild. And Alfred Payton does nothing for 20 minutes, and dude, no, there's I, I'm zero a, I am I am big I am big on the on the Tibbs wave right now, bro. Yeah. But his rotations are so whack. We have quickly and Derrick Rose, and we're starting <laughs> Alfred Payton, and Taj Gibson is playing all star minutes. Okay, <laughs> our front court is Taj Gibson and Julius Randle, bro. Okay, that's my Knicks rant. But yeah, the Knicks aren't making that first round. I, I would take the 10 seed Chicago Bulls to win oh. in a playoff series over the New York Knicks. Oh. I would take the Washington Wizards. At least, at least they have like a top 15 player in the league. This hurts. This hurts when it's true. And bro, you never know. Oh. The 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 16 and 39 Detroit Pistons with yeah. you know, Jeremy Grant could go off. Who knows? Yeah. This is not such a bold take. Throwing it out there, the Heat and the Celtics. We I just brought this up. I don't. I neither of them are making the Eastern Conference Finals, and they were both in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Dude, they, yeah, that that's a little that's crazy. a little crazy. That's a little crazy. Um, Bucks are le- are like a legit threat. Nuggets a lot less legit now that they don't have Jamal Murray and True. no Jeremy Grant either. Even though the Aaron Gordon yeah. trade is significant, um, and I also wanted to throw out there. With the Jamal Murray thing, they also just traded Gary Harris, who is another starting caliber guard. Yeah. As in, like... They probably regret that now. I, I mean, I think Aaron Gordon oh, is yeah, working yeah, well for yeah, them, right? Like, yeah, I don't... Yeah, he is. He is. But, had you known, right, like, you kind of want... You kind of need a guard right now, right? Like, <laughs> they, uh, they, they signed, got Monte I, Morris and, like... I think... Did they sign Austin Rivers? I think, they, I think they're going to mm. sign Austin Rivers, which would, which would be pretty solid. <laughs> we should have we let Albert Payton go instead of Austin Rivers. <laughs> Stop railing on Elton Payton and Tosh Gibson, bro. Oh, whatever. whatever. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Space Floor NBA Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, like and subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And thank you so much. My name is Connor Gillum. And I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time. Peace. Shout out to Joel Embiid Pump Fakes. Shout out to LaMarcus Aldridge on his retirement. Yeah. Peace. <laughs>